Hey everybody and welcome to This Woman Can. I am your host Janice Sutherland where it is my passion to help women exceed in their leadership roles and have impactful careers creating more wins in their life. Now this section of or these next few weeks we're going to be talking all about um, sustainable development, um, the environment and women who work in those areas women you don't normally hear about but until something kicks off probably but you don't hear about the, the struggles the challenges they face and also maybe an opportunity for you to consider careers in the in in these fields now my guest this week is ambassador Rafika Atwood and she's the founder and first born pres first board president and the executive director for Wallings Nature Reserve Inc the first community-managed national park in the Twin Island state of Antigua and Barbuda. Now, for our listeners, the Wallings Reservoir was built in 1890 and used to supply 30 water tanks in 15 villages across the island, so quite extensive, and it actually covers 1,680 acres, which is all managed by the reserve, whose focus is driving sustainable tourism development. In 2020, Rafika was made an Ireland Innovation Ambassador by Ireland Innovation, whose focus is driving sustainable change across islands and rural areas across the world. Not only that, Rafika is also the National Coordinator and Civil Society Liaison on a Climate Readiness Project in seven Caribbean islands, and, listen to this, and is currently pursuing associate's degree in tourism management. Now, I just get tired reading all that, Rafika. So, but first of all, I want to say welcome. Thank you for joining us today. And my first normal question to my guests is, tell us about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Hi, thank you for having me. So, I'm one of those run-of-the-mill persons that you'd see at the side of the road and just glimpse at and don't look at, take a second look at. I have an untraditional job. So when I'm not the executive director, I'm a logger. I use the forest and the trees that you find therein to make a living for hotels, farmers, and fishermen. I have to write it down to do that. Yeah. So <laughs> the inception of Wallings Nature Reserve came a morning. I was going into the bushes with my dad. Something had happened. Somebody made a report. And usually over the years, my family has been taking care of the area unofficially. Right. So we attempted to pass that morning and a tree fell across the road and I was a tour guide and I'm not ashamed to say it. I had, this was Wednesday and I took a tour the Monday, taking some guests to Signal Hill, walking the same pathway. And my dad said to me, didn't you have a tour this week? And I was like, yes. And he's like, in here's dirty. And there's a tree across the road. How did you pass? I'm like, I just walked around the tree. And he's like, you're just like everybody else. Oh. Here is untidy, it's looking neglected. And I was like, oh, why should I do something? And he's like, oh. If you're going to be like the normal persons, because people usually talk, always have solutions, but they're not going to do anything. If you're going to be like them, just hush. I felt bad. Mm -hmm. I go home and I take on that because <laughs> that embarrassed me. So he's, I got up two o'clock in the morning and he said to me, if you want to see change, be the change you want. To see. Wow. Yeah. I had an email sitting in my inbox six months prior from someone wanting to give funding to staff of the organization and I read the email and I put it back as unread because I wasn't going to take on that um, challenge then and there I was only 26 I had my children to contend with I didn't need any extra stress <laughs> and then I said to myself what if this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life yes 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 is that signal that sign that says 
could this be could this be it so you said you were a logger so for those for those and i guess ladies and gentlemen you heard you heard she's a logger so it means you go into the forest you tell me more I use a cutlass and I cut trees. So right. Okay. I had the opportunity to be featured, I think, in 2022 in Sierra Magazine about my work as a logger, my work in the rainforest. I was featured in a German documentary, Grenzo's Antigua, where they actually followed me into the bushes riding donkey, bring right. the logging so persons can understand exactly what the work that I do, the important part it plays in supplying others with livelihood. Yeah. So the fish pots that the fishermen take out to sea, we use the stick that we gather for them to brace to make the wire stronger. Right. Right. So you have trees that we go into the bushes and selectively cut yeah. so that they can use them for their business. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. And touching on wallings, so just, just a little bit, how important, I mean, we said it, we, we, you know, with climate change and all that's happening in the environment right now. Um, how, how have you seen the, the area change over the years? Because obviously you said you do a little bit of touring and stuff like that. But for me, I've watched your progress and what's been happening. I'm like, yes, Yes. You know, so what is what has been the what has been the biggest change for you or, or maybe no, let me rephrase that. I can see what you're doing. I can see your vision. I can see your vision. But what's the biggest frustration for you in making that vision a reality? Compliance and persons understanding why someone from Antigua and Barbuda needs to have something that belongs to Antiguans. Investors can come from right in here inside your own country. An investor don't have to have lots of money. An investor just needs to have the vision, the drive, the motivation, and the will to see change to get things done. Right. So my biggest deterrent is my fellow countrymen coming in and undermining the work that we've already done. Yeah, 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 I hear, I hear that. And, you know, how, you know, and with, with the program, I talk a lot about the challenges women, fa women face. So you see a lot of, you, you get a lot of resistance or I sense a lot of resistance or pushback to what you're doing. And when you are faced with those situations, how do you navigate that on a personal well, level? Well, first things first, most times I'm at Wallings, I'm sitting down. I am not dressed up because I work in the forest, probably behind my computer screen. Persons will drive up and they'll see a female and a male and they pass over the female and go to the male and say, I want to speak to who is in charge. And the male will say, she's in charge. And they're like, oh, she's so young. Why is she young? Why yes. is the young person taking on this challenge? And then she seems to be way younger than everybody here. Sometimes I'm the youngest person on site and they with the behavior and the mindset. And they, when I begin to speak, they're like, oh, okay, you're smarter than you look. Or oh, I thought you would have been an older person. And yeah. why are you somebody in your 30s taking on this challenge now? Oh, why didn't you wait until you were 40? I don't know if I'm going to live until I see 40. I don't. <laughs> so I laugh because persons like to judge just by appearance. So I'm a female, so I don't have any idea. Yeah. And then when my team members will say most of the all of the ideas are hers, she just basically gives persons an opportunity to tweak it, mm. then you see a difference. Right, right. Fabulous, fabulous. So, so Rafika, again, lots of challenges in what you've been doing, but how has failure made a positive difference in your life? 
um, because we are the first community managed national park, what we're doing, we're documenting all the mistakes that we've made. So if another community decides, hey, I want to do something at what is happening at Walling, they're going to have a playbook because we right. didn't have a playbook. Yeah. So you have to test things out there and failure is what propels us to go forward. Mm -hmm. So you know you try this. Let me try this paint. Does this paint work? No. Let me try this rope. Does this work? rope work? No. Let me do this. Let me try this. Right. So failure has been a motivation. So, you know, persons are afraid to fail, not at Walling. Yeah. You want to try something, we're going to see if it works because we're outdoors. The environment is completely different. We've been testing. We've been going back and forth. There are things that we thought we would have in place. And basically, we're going on our third year. When Walling's Nature Reserve began, there wasn't an administration building. Right. We started on the tent and the person said, oh, if why don't you wait until you get an administration building to start? Why don't you wait until you get a vehicle? They had a whole list of things as why the project should not have started when it started because there was no building, there was no restroom, there was no vehicle, there mm. was nothing. Mm. The space, the slate was clean enough for us to start to put things in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you've taught me, you talked to me from a, a business level, did I say an organizational from a walling, from a wallings level. But for you personally, how does how does failure how has failure made a positive difference um i have this mindset you know for you to get better things you have to fail and you have to make mistakes so i'm a full-time student my classmates would say to me oh um how do you always excel so well doing better than us in class and you have so much going on the pass mark is 65 so i said to them as long as i pass the subject i pass yes and one lecturer said yes. to her them you know she keeps saying 65 is the pass mark to give herself mental take the strain off of herself mentally yeah. because yeah. she never gets 65 she always excels yeah. well in the subject yeah. but because she's already rested her mind and fooled herself into thinking i just need 65 she would end up with a 90 yeah. because it's not something where i'm going to say hey i'm going to fail yeah in order for you to get work done you have to put it there. you have to do and put results in place put yeah. actions and put pen to paper to get results yeah. And that's really true because, you know, people always, for me, that's like almost like a piece, um, another line going down perfection because people want things to be a hundred percent. They want things to be perfect when it's not perfection. We're looking for perfection. You can, perfection can be quite subjective. Like you said, the pass mark for you is 65. What is my objective? My objective is to pass. My objective is not to get a hundred percent. Because, you know, nobody says to you, the person next to you, or says to you, they ask, did you pass or fail? And you say pass. They could have had a higher mark, but you both passed. You know, so, yeah, I, I, love, I, love, that, I love that mindset. So, so, Rafika, if you had to start over again, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? I would, uh, there, I, there's nothing I would change because okay. the results would still be the same because I'm a female and when in dialogue with government and other organizations, they keep saying, we don't have manpower, we don't have resources. I was given the same exact slate, but the thing is, whereas the government and other organizations had access to funding, we had to be out there begging, I need this, I want to try this. And persons would say, let me take a chance to see if yeah. you can do yeah. what you say you're going to do. Yeah. So for the past, three years that we've begun at Wallings persons have said oh she really has vision because what somebody said to me that you have that they don't have you have vision and mm -hmm. 
I've dedicated my time to seeing this through and I believe in the project. So it is a case where if I fail, I'm going to say I did this and it wasn't successful. I'm not going to hide mm -hmm. it because mm -hmm. it is a case where there was no playbook. There's nothing to say. This is the right way. This is the wrong way. And then you have things in place that persons don't want to mimic and take from here and put other places. Just yeah. like um, when we were doing our persons accustomed to hiking and taking barbecue, and they usually they were using clothing to tie on trees. They were using spray paint. Right. And I said last night, even in class, that I put myself in the position of others and say, what if something happens? Hmm. And I said, um, we have, at the time when we began, we had three existing trails. And I said, hey, why not? I, I have insomnia, so I don't sleep well at <laughs> night. So what I do, I have a notebook beside my bed and my children think I'm crazy for that. And if I get up out of my sleep and I had a dream I get up and I write it down because you know by the morning get yeah. comes it's gone yes. yeah and I was asleep at night and I saw colors and I got up the morning and I wrote it down and when I was in the bathroom I was like colors are four trails why not use a specific color for mm. each because everything is color coded mm. now mm. right and then how do I know that you need assistance somewhere if I don't use numbers and then I said, what if you can't read, but you can tell color? Or what if you can't read or you can't tell color, but you can count? Yeah. So you have words, you have color, you have numbers. Right. This is how the inception of the trail flags became into to, um, play. Right. Then when I was explaining the ideas, I'm creative in my head, but I can't put it on paper or put it <laughs> in the computer. And then when I sent it to the graphic designer, he was like, why do you need it on two sides? I said, so any direction you come from, you can see it. So even if you fall down or if something happens and you, you were walking towards the, the, to the east or you were walking towards the west, you should be able to see this, this flag from any direction. And mm. then we're going to put it above because if something happens, you're going to look up. Right. So right. all of this, and I was lying down, I was explaining, he's like, girl, you're crazy. Yeah. And... Now we have a unique trail system in flag system in place at Wallings where we have all the trails with different colors. So if you tell me you have an accident on green, I'm going yeah. to look for you in one place. Right. I'm going to be searching all over the reserve on all the trails looking for you because I know there's only one trail with green flag. Yeah. And then I have black flags. So black means a trail interconnect. So it means it's not the a, a main trail. It's a secondary trail. Right. So you have presently three black flags. But then, to make it even better, we put the name of your trail on your flag. So right. when persons are telling me, oh, I can't find Signal Hill, I was like, did you ever see the word Signal Hill? No, I saw Button Pond. I said, well, you were never on the right trail. Right. Because right. the Button Pond flags are green yeah. and yellow, correction, and the Signal Hill flags are green, and they say Signal Hill. So we've had situations where persons um, came hiking with their friends, and when they did have signal, they would say, oh, my friend just um, passed number one for rendezvous. And they're coming down. She just said to me, the last flag show was Reservoir Hill 5. And I said to them, your friend is like 20 minutes away from you, mm -hmm. according to their pace. And they're like, how can you be at administration? And you're having this conversation with me about your flags on your trails, like if you're right there. Personally, all 80-something flags at Wallings, I know where they are. I've been writing them down. So I could be in Timbuktu. <laughs> And somebody sends me an email or somebody calls me and I can give assistance from anywhere yeah. in the world because I've put myself in the position of a what if. Right. Persons like to say, oh, you take Wallings personal. I have to. So that yeah. the energy 
emphasis and effort into being the best product that we have on the market is there because I'm taking right. it personally yeah. and I'm doing it like if it's me. Right, right. Totally understand. Totally understand. So you come across as a very strong character. Yeah, you come across very strong, um, confident, confident. But I know, but I know there are times when we all have um, confidence issues. You know, sometimes we waver a little bit and we think, oh, you know, it, I'm not sure I can do this or whatever. So do you ever have those bouts of self-confidence, low, low self-confidence? And how do you navigate those? I don't show it in public. So okay. Even if I'm in a room of persons that would intimidate me, you would never know. What I've done and it, it works, I've learned how to hide my true feelings until I get in private <laughs> to vent or let out. And then I like to write a lot. So if something is bothering me and I'm in a room and I can't vent or get it out and you see me writing on a piece of paper, I'm probably writing those negative thoughts that I have about myself on that piece of paper. I'm going to tear it up and throw it in the bin. So when right, I'm passing yes. a trash can, I throw it in the bin. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say when I get up at five o'clock in the morning, I'm having a frustrating day or something is bothering me from the day before I think I need to cry. I cry in the shower. Yeah. And by the time those tears run down the drain and I dry myself off and I get ready for the day, my confidence suit is on. <laughs> and then I go about the day going about like everything is fine until I get in my uh, vehicle or get into a bathroom or if I even if in the day I need to cry go in the bathroom wash my face so you you, you can't see it maybe you're going to realize it yeah. after yeah. but there are days when I need to break down that I do it in privacy because persons would judge you not understanding what you're going through how much you're putting up with physically mentally spiritually mm -hmm. just to survive for the change that they see mm. Mm, thanks. And I was, I, was, I was going to ask you, what color is your confidence suit? Black. <laughs> no hesitation there. No hesitation. So Rafika, what advice would you share with other young women um, embarking on their leadership journey or entering a male dominated profession? You're going to have to believe in yourself. Even if you others doubt you, you'd never doubt yourself because what men are afraid of and they don't want to admit it is that women have the drive to see change. We can mitigate any water. We can overcome any challenge. And if you begin to doubt yourself, you're going to allow them to win. Mm -hmm. So self-confidence, just as I said, I wear it as a suit. If you would need to break down, do it in privacy. Don't let people see your weakness, even if you want to do it right then and there. And then I have to give myself my own advice at times. There are times when I need to vent. And when you need to vent, you need to vent and not hold it in because if you hold things in, it damages it damages you from inside. Right. So if you need to vent and you, you, you need to use social media to vent in a way that doesn't damage your character because persons judge you by things you say or do, even without knowing you because of a perception others may give about mm, you, mm. you're going to have to believe in yourself. Right. Right, right. Okay, okay. So it's all about self-belief. It's all about confidence. Yes. It's all about building up, just building up and, you know, just just brushing it off your shoulder wherever yeah, you can. Yeah, because you know your strengths. You know your yeah. weaknesses. You know what would make you tick. You know what would, what, where your breaking point is. You know where your bottom line is. You yeah. have to believe in yourself first. Yeah. yeah. And then others will believe in you. 
And as um, somebody said to me, even today, closed mouths don't get fed. So yes. if you're having a challenge, others may be facing the same challenge. Maybe yeah. they, they might be stuck. Don't be afraid to ask for help Absolutely. when you're in the position too. And you can share it back or pay yeah. it forward. You yeah. do so. Yeah. So that others can see that, hey, yes, I've gotten to a point where I've, I've learned enough, but don't be afraid to share because when you're sharing, maybe yeah. you were stuck, maybe you didn't have an answer, but because you're speaking mm -hmm. about, you know, you're sharing or telling somebody, this is what my experience is, the answer might come to you right then and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And quite often as women, we have what I call a me, myself and I syndrome in that we think that nobody else can possibly understand what we're going through or experience what we're going through. Yet if you turn to that next woman and you say, look, I'm going facing this challenge, like you said, invariably they've probably been through it or know somebody they can connect you with and can share share the hints and tips you don't have to reinvent the wheel you know to, to get to get those answers so I totally agree with you there about about sharing it so Rafika share with us a success quote or a mantra that you use and why it's meaningful to you be the change you want to see and those words are powerful because if you want the the sky to be blue Maybe I'm going to have to throw blue, blue paint up in the air. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But if you want to be an impactful leader, you're going to have to become an impactful leader. Yeah. If you want to lead in the fashion industry, it means that you're going to have to go into that industry. Yeah. So if you want to see change in a specific area, you want to see change even in your own life, you're going to have to be the change that you want to see. Yeah. Because again, you're going to have to wear self-confidence as a suit. Yeah. You're going to have to believe in yourself because you believing in yourself first and then others are going to believe in you. Even if you're the only person on your team, your team will eventually grow and you won't realize it because persons <laughs> are going to believe in the work yes. and the change that you're doing. Because I never thought I'd become an ambassador just by starting an environmentally friendly project. And when I have persons reaching out to, to write about me in textbooks for their students, and I have other islands saying, can we write about you to tell them how one person without, with limited finances, and all I had was vision. I just wrote it on paper yeah. and said, I want to see this change. Yeah. And now we are look, being looked at as an international case study because I said, let me take a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I'm hearing for you from you there is that where there's a will, there's a way. There is. Yeah, I, I, I hear I hear that. I hear that. So you're still young, Rafika. So I'm going to give you this question. But what advice would you give to your teenage self? Don't have children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's the second time I've heard that as many weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, I had to go back to my teenage self maybe I wouldn't have my children so young because yeah. my I had them young and I had them and I got over it so now I'm in my 30s actually growing up we actually grew up together me yes. and my children so if I had to reverse them I would go back I don't think I would have children so young or yeah. maybe I'd even have children but then they're my motivators still mm. so mm. maybe for my young teenage self I'd say save money so I can have something to fall back on. Yeah. But um, the past is the past for a reason. And everything that you think, everything yes. that happens to you in life happens for a reason. Yeah. Sometimes you don't see the results right away. So you take any bad thing that happens to you and you yeah. build on it and you use yeah. it as your stepping stone. Yeah. And no matter what you do or say, persons are going to talk. 
person is always going to have an opinion. Again, mm-hmm. wear your self-confidence as a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very, it's very, very true. Because like I said, you, you, know, you don't want to dwell in the past because you can't change it. No. But you can use it to shape your future. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you know, so that's, so that's a really good piece of advice there. So, Rafika, if you had to choose or if you could choose your own mentor, who would it be and why? I wouldn't. I'm not picky. Anybody that I can vent to or... <laughs> I, like to vent. <laughs> I had a mentor recently on the Young Leaders of America initiative. Yeah. And when I told her my story, she's like, "You are you sure you don't want to be my mentor? Because, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't think to do all those things. And you're very brave to attempt to do half of the things that you're doing. And then it's like, you're going to be judged and you really don't care what persons say because you already have your goals written down, which mm. much persons don't have. And you've already yeah. put pen to paper. Yeah. So what advice can I give you? And I said to her, I just need somebody to listen. I sometimes I am my self-confidence suit is, is a bit shaky. Yeah. I need somebody to zip up the zip if it's running down and say yeah. to me, pull back on your shoes and let's go. Yeah. So I would, I'm not a picky person. I just need somebody that maybe my idea might sound shaky to even me. I just need them to say, try it. Right, right, right. So there's nobody in business or in the or in the field you're working that you admire that you'd love to have. Maybe, you know, could I pick their brains for 30 minutes or something like that? Most persons that speak to me say, can I pick your brain? <laughs> <laughs> And every time I go to a forum and Rafika's name is on there, I'm like, they need to put that girl last because I cannot speak behind of her because when she opens her mouth, I'm like, I got to go behind that chick. And this person is somebody that I've admired. And she said to me the other day, she was feeling down and she just took up her phone and she said, let me send her a message and Mm. see what the response is going to be. And then she says, sometimes I'm stuck. And I say, let me call Rafika and see what kind of day she's having. And by the time I finish talking to you, I'm like, okay, she has more problems than Lily. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous, fabulous. We're coming down to our last few questions, Rafika. Um, So what are the three, what are the three things you've learned about yourself during your career? I've learned I'm more resilient than I thought I was. Yeah. I have more vision than I thought I was. I'm very innovative and I have lots of patience. Right, right. So you got the give me four there. So yeah. resilient, innovative, patient, and I forgot the fourth. <laughs> but it was four. But it yeah. was four. It was four. Yeah. It was four. So and where would we find you typically on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m.? Walling. Wallings. Okay. Doing anything particular or just in the open? Um, on the weekends are the busiest for us. So ironically, most of my administration work is done in the week and then on Saturdays and Sundays. Sometimes I don't even get the time to turn on my computer because I am, because I have the ideas I keep teaching Mm. other persons that if something happens, there is continuity. And Mm -hmm. this is something that we need to get away from. Not because it is your idea means you need to keep it to yourself. You teach 
others that want to see the same change you're not mm-hmm. going to find it right away persons are going to come in with ulterior motive persons are going to come in thinking hey i can get a rise to fame or i can just ride on her coattails no it doesn't work that way so i spend most of my weekends when at wallings because it's the busiest day and then i try to impact the knowledge that i have to others so right. i may be leading a tour i may be doing some sort of capacity training and then I like to read and I like to learn. So right. anywhere I can find a course to do online and I have the funds to do it, I pay. So sitting down here speaking to you, I think I have going on to 60 certificates because the devil really find work for idle hands to do. <laughs> and um, even if you take away everything from me, you cannot take away my knowledge. Yeah, fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. And I, I, nowhere would I say you're idle, by the way. No way, no way. So my last question, last official question, Rafika, what does success feel like to you? Tired. Success is not as glitzy and glammy as persons put it. You're going to be tired. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to question yourself. Am I going to do it? The money's not going to be coming right away. I wish the money was raining out of the sky. I had a money tree in my backyard where I could just go and pick. You're going to have to make lots of sacrifices. You're going to lose friends or people that you thought were your friends because they're not going to understand why do you want to do this, why you're not getting paid, why you want to continue. You're going to lose a lot, but you're going to gain so much more in mm-hmm. the end mm-hmm. because now if you type Rafika Atwood into Google, the things that are going to pop up, my full name <laughs> completely, are going to pop up. And I never thought I'd see the day where you can just type Google, type my name into google and the amazing things about the work that i've been doing pops now yeah. yeah so so how does that feel because the success is you've told me what success would look like but how does it feel for you how do, how do you know how do you when you've when you've done everything you want to do and you've been successful how will you feel i feel great that other persons want to pick my brain or say can you be my mentor can you tell me how to do this I think I've been featured in so much SBAs now that when students call and say, hey, we want to write about the work that you're doing at Wallings, it's a great feeling. So Mm -hmm. to be able to say, I am somebody that persons to say, I want to not be like me because I have my problems, (laughs) but I want to take some of the steps that she took into becoming successful as a Black female. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, that was my last official question. But if people personally would like to know more about what you're doing at Wallingsdam, how can they do that, Rafika? Well, they can find me on LinkedIn, just send me a connection request, or they can visit the Wallings Reserve website, www.wallingsnaturereserve.org. If they want to donate, if they want to become a member, if they want to become a volunteer, or the Walling social media feeds are quite active, our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter. We post sometimes almost every day. We are having a promotion coming up shortly. So the Walling social media sites are quite active. So any information about Wallings itself can yeah. be found on social media or on the Wallings website. And for me personally, Facebook is a place where you say, that's not Rafika. <laughs> but my LinkedIn is for persons that want to reach out to me professionally. Excellent. Excellent. I'll be sure to put the links in the show note. Show notes. So Ambassador Rafika Atwood, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a delight. Thank you so much for being part of This Woman Can. 
All right, it was a pleasure. Career reinvention, I've been there and I get it. And I want success for you. Are you exploring a career pivot to find more fulfillment? Are you thinking of returning to work after career break? Are you emerging from a personal life transition? But maybe you're fuzzy about what you actually want to be doing or how to close the gap between your now and your next. You could even be frustrated about change, both the kind that's happening physically and the kind that isn't. Scared you have more to look back on than forward to. Or you could even be frenzied by so much responsibility, the kids, the partners, that you are floundering as you seek to find greater contribution in the world. You might be wondering, is this as good as it gets? Well, I'm here to tell you, no. There's a way forward and it's really exciting. Your next career chapter is an intensive, hands-on, 12-week live programme that will walk you through a proven step-by-step process to help you get clear on your goals so you stop wasting time in the haze, removing the blocks and start creating a solid picture of what a vibrant, energised career looks like for you. Helps you create practical, easy to implement action steps by identifying where you want to go and the how to get there. So that becomes totally apparent and doable. And you access expert guidance because I am here to help you every step of the way. For more information, visit JaniceSutherland.com for details on how to join a program that will help you turn your mid-career crisis into your mid-career success.